You're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at anchor.fm slash WCMJ. This is a sports podcast based that talks about NBA, football, and anything else that can come to the sports fan mind. We stick to the educated and the diehard fans, as well as the casual listener as well. Our show is brought to you by New Taylor & Associates, located at newlawoffice.com. You can also check out our wonderful sponsors, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, located at facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Strip Cam Fun also helps bring you this podcast, as well as our sponsors at Stay Classy Meats, where you can use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order of the freshest meat available in the United States. Now, let's take it over to our host. Here's Nate and Tim bringing you this week's edition of Wide Men Can't Jump. Hey guys, Nate with you. And uh, normally, this would be the point in the show where I would introduce Tim and we would get the show started and we'd talk about all things, you know, sports, NBA, NFL. And there's, you know, there's a lot of news out there right now. But unfortunately, we've had some uh, issues with kind of a COVID-19 situation. Um, not going to get into personal details. Um, you know, just a contract tracing kind of problem. And it's left us unable to record this evening or the rest of the week. So this will be the show this week. Um, not nearly as long as we had planned for it to be because we had more stuff to talk about. Um it's unfortunate, but just keep, you know, everybody in the wide men family and your thoughts, your prayers, uh, good vibes, whatever, whatever it is you choose to do. Uh, everyone's okay at the moment. Uh, no need to panic, nothing like that. Just, uh, life happens and we're unable to, to get uh, a full two hour show out as we normally do. However, we did the other day, uh, we were able to record some, uh, NCAA stuff. So this is going to be pretty much an NCAA kind of a show like a prediction show uh we ended up having jeff on uh he came on and recorded with us the other day and we talked about an hour so you'll at least get an episode out of us but uh again just letting you know what's going on in the world of white men can't jump and we apologize that but this this has happened and we always said when we started real life comes first and real life unfortunately has struck so everybody stay safe out there Wear your masks, social distance. I know things look better right now uh, with the vaccines and everything coming out, but you know you can never be too safe. It's still a pandemic. It hasn't been downgraded. It's been a year. So keep your, uh, you know, keep your social distance, keep your mask on, and be safe. Stay safe out there and be kind to one another. That's all we can do. So I just wanted to give you guys an update, let you know what's going on, why the show's a lot shorter this week. I uh, do want to thank our sponsors, though. Wanted to make sure I got an episode out for them. New Law Office, as always, our great and wonderful sponsor. Uh, Strip Cam Fun, another great sponsor. Uh, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Go check them out at their Facebook, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. And Stay Classy Meats. We'll run the spots here in the show, and you, you'll hear that. So uh, just keep just keep checking in, guys. Hopefully next week we will be back as usual. And we'll have a full-fledged lot to talk about with the NBA. I mean, the Blake Griffin move to to Brooklyn has happened. Uh, Dak Prescott got a long-term contract with the Cowboys. There's plenty to go on about. But uh, 
This week's going to be a lot of NCAA talk, and probably next week, too, as uh, the tournament will be going. I want to go ahead and tell you, uh, I'm sharing it on Facebook and Twitter. The Wide Men Can't Jump Tournament Bracket Pool is a thing. I'm going to share it quite a bit up until the tournament starts, so make sure you get in. It's absolutely free to enter. Uh, Just make yourself a bracket and jump in. No charge to enter. The password, I'll put it out there. The password is WIDE. We'll have the password put out. Please join that bracket pool. The winner does get a prize. You'll get to come on the show and talk with us. And we're even going to do, uh, we're going to give out a cash prize as well. 20 million Iranian reals. Look it up if you have to. All right. All right, guys. We're going to go to some commercials here to keep our sponsors happy. They help keep the show rolling. And then we're going to uh, go to our talk with Jeff. And we hear our thoughts on the NCAAs um, as we were recorded the other day. And then we'll be back next week with a brand new Wide Men Can't Jump. And we hope you guys enjoy this, what we got here. And uh, we'll see you all again next week. Everybody stay safe and take care of each other. Thanks, Nate. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again get your free consultation at 1-800-203-9169. Stephen P. New, answers to your legal questions. Are you tired of the same old average everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth? Well, you should head on over to stripcamfun.com. On StripCamFun, there are tons of eligible men and women waiting to perform for you, and you can join in on the fun yourself. Just head on over at stripcamfun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. If you get there right now, you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires. And you can take advantage of the good times being had on stripcamfun.com. Make sure you get there right now and let them know that Wide Men Can't Jump brought you over. Because stripcamfun.com is not just for everyone. Must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times. Strip Cam Fun, be sure to visit right now at stripcamfun.com where you can strip on camp and have some fun. It's Wide Men Can't Jump. We are back and we are talking NCAA tournament. It's Nate, it's Tim, and we're joined by our our expert, a.k.a. the only guy we could get to come on and take the invitation, our expert. It's Caller Jeff back again from Jeff's Jeopardy Bonanza. Guys, it's good, good to be back. Looking forward to this uh, March Madness tournament. Well, March Madness is uh, really the key here, I believe, in... in this year especially we've got so much going on in terms of 
of teams trying to get into tournament selection Sunday is uh, this, you know, this coming Sunday as we record. Uh, and we're going to talk about mainly here. We kind of got an idea of who may be in. I mean, obviously there's some bubble teams and we'll look at more individual matchups once they come out next week. I know Tim and I will for sure, but let's just go ahead and start with the, the NCAA, you know, just the top 25 right now. Uh, in case you're, you're not following, uh, I'm, I'm wondering when the, the new the new top 25 has not come out yet. It's supposed to come out, I think, tomorrow, right, Tim? Am I right on that? Yep. All right, so you it'll be out correct. tomorrow as we record this. But let's look at a few here. Um, obviously, you've got Gonzaga at the top. This is the AP poll, by the way. Gonzaga, the clear number one. Michigan is going to drop. They are at the number two after their loss to Illinois. And, boy, that was a rough one, Tim. I know you're a, a Michigan guy. Well, they might not, though. Careful there. I don't think they stay at number two. Yeah, it depends on what happens today. If Baylor doesn't win, they may. I don't know. Baylor had the big win you know, against West Virginia, so they may. I don't yeah, know. But Baylor's, Baylor's, Baylor's playing right now. As yeah, that's we, true. As we record. So if they lose... Yeah, they, they they may swap. It's possible, but yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I guess it doesn't really matter. But we're just looking here. Baylor at three. Illinois got the big win over Michigan. They're at four. Um, Iowa at five. West Virginia is going to drop after their loss to Baylor and then to Oklahoma State. So they're going to drop probably out of the top ten. Ohio State at seven here. Alabama at eight. Houston at nine. By the way, did any, did any of y'all happen to see how Houston uh, won their last game there? I did. One of, Jeff, did you happen to see that? No, I did not. I did not. Oh my goodness, what a shot uh, for Houston! Well, don't don't game. don't don't discount the one before that though, where uh, it was just a hail mary on on the first to tie it. Yeah. And it hit the rim and rebounded off about four guys back to another guy who got nothing but net. And they got all excited, figuring that was gonna we're gonna have an overtime, and we had a Shaq three pointer called off the backboard for the win. Hey, it works, right? right? Take them however you can get them. And it was highly contested too. It wasn't an easy look at all. No. <laughs> Nova at ten, I believe Nova had a had a loss the other day. That's gonna hurt them. They're gonna drop. Florida State loses as well to Notre Dame. They're looking probably to drop. Arkansas. At 12, Kansas 13, Creighton 14. Now, Creighton's got an interesting uh, issue going on right now. Yeah, especially uh, with the uh, comment uh, yeah. the coach made. So, And uh, some of the players that came out, a couple of them, I think, came out yesterday and said that they were, you know, quote-unquote, hurt by the comment that he made. Uh, but... Uh, and then there were—I think there was one that said that uh, they were still supportive and loved him. He knows it, late. but still yet, uh, you just wonder how that's going to affect the team chemistry down the stretch because they're, they're a pretty good team. And yeah, they, I think they were projected to be maybe a uh, maybe a you know a <clears throat> low three or high four. So we'll have to see how that, all that plays out. Yeah, as uh, in case you don't know, Greg McDermott made remarks. Um, that was taken as 
a, I mean, I don't really want to say it, it was right because uh, it wasn't, but he, he made some like plantation remarks uh, as an analogy and it just did, it, it came off in very poor taste. And now after making those remarks, you know, there's a lot of, you know, he, he's been suspended. Um, and it, it, he, he did apologize and he came out and said that he had made an, an awful mistake and he even offered to resign, but, uh, I don't think that the Creighton Creighton allowed that. They just said, you know, Hey, you know, it was, it was a bad, it was a bad, bad use of words. If I can put it that way. Um, but he made a, a pretty bad analogy there. And, and now Creighton is, uh, I don't know. I think it's going to hurt them a little bit. I really do. I think that's going to be an issue for them moving forward. If he says maybe to the house instead of plantation, probably all is good. But yeah, it's just an there. analogy you just can't use these days. You're right. You so. just can't do it. Uh, let's see here. Finish it out here. Texas is at 15. Oklahoma 16. Oklahoma State is going to jump up after they beat Oklahoma and West Virginia. And they beat West Virginia without Cade Cunningham, uh, which was shocking. In Morgantown, of all places. Um, we'll dive into that in a little bit here. Texas Tech at 18. San Diego State, 19. Loyola, Chicago at 20. They did clinch today. Third conference title in school history. They get a 10-point win over Drake. Cut out not- Sister Jean. Yeah. And I'm not talking about Drake the rapper. But they did get the win. Virginia... Secured the regular season conference um, the other night. They are 21. 22 is Virginia Tech. 23, Purdue. 24, Colorado. 25, Wisconsin. Of course, that's going to change tomorrow. Uh, Any thoughts on the top 25 moving forward, guys? It's going to change, but a lot of it isn't going to matter. We're so deep in the season at this point. Last weekend. You might it might cost you a, a spot, you know, in the tournament, you know, maybe from a three to a four or a two to a three or whatever, but not really that big a deal anymore, to be honest. Unless you're on the bubble, of course. Yeah, that's the teams that's, you know, your Syracuse is on the uh, St. Louis is on the bubble. I think even Duke's on the bubble. Those are the teams that's going to have to at least win maybe two games in the conference, uh, their conference tournaments to have a shot getting in. Uh, I think Duke would be happy to be on the bubble. Yeah. Uh, I'm, let's go ahead and pull up your bubble teams. According to uh, Joe Lenardi, the, if there's a man you want to talk to about any kind of, of bracketology, that's the man. He probably, set, he probably should just set the field himself, you know, the way. I think he does a better job. <laughs> yeah. So. They probably listen. They probably start to listen to him the last few years. But. Yeah. Uh, according to this, your last team in Xavier as of right now, last team, first team out, Utah State. Here's your bubble teams. Last four in. Your last four: Michigan State, Colorado State, Boise State, Xavier. First four out, Utah State, St. Louis, Seton Hall, Syracuse. Next four out, Memphis, SMU, Ole Miss, St. John's. 
And this one here is called Last Four Buys. Louisville, Georgia Tech, VCU, Drake. So that's looking like your uh, your teams. He's obviously got a makeshift bracket already. Um, obviously, it's going to change, clearly. Um, but, yeah, he's got the makeshift brackets already out. I'm, I'm just taking a look here. The, the, the selection committee always gets a little bit of wiggle room once conference tournaments are over. Because if somebody pulls off a, let's say, for instance, let's say Duke wins their conference and gets the automatic bid, that gives them a chance to slide in another team that they might not have, like a Syracuse, let's say, or somebody like that, maybe gets in if they and wouldn't have previously. Yeah. If you follow my my logic there, yeah, I'm I'm following you. Not necessarily saying it's going to be Syracuse, but well, well I mean, if a team that if a team that like say like like you said, Duke or Kentucky would win their tournament, you know, that's going to knock one of those bubble teams. I guess one of the first four in, I think, would knock one of them out. Correct. Oh, absolutely. If you're, you know, let's just say you're sitting there and you're the last four and you're looking at Michigan State, Colorado State, Boise State, Xavier, teams like that. If you're one of those teams, you don't want to see too many upsets in these right, the conference right. tournaments. You want people to take care of business. Um, according to Lenardi, he has the one seeds as Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, and Illinois. Kind of hard to argue that at this point, uh, in my opinion. I think you gotta. I gotta agree with him on uh, on those. Maybe you know Ohio State. Obviously, they're going to try and make an argument. They should be a one. I I don't see it. Iowa maybe could make an argument. I, I again, I don't know. I think those though are the four ones. If you uh, had if to it, pick, a, especially after Illinois' win over Michigan, I think that secured them a one. If seat. you if you look at the quad uh, the quad four wins or quad one wins, sorry. Yes. Um, Okay, Gonzaga hasn't lost. Baylor and Michigan each got one loss. Then Illinois has got five losses, but they do also have more wins than anybody else, too. They got nine. So it's pretty tough. You know, okay, Ohio State, for instance, they're seven and six in quad one games. So their chances of getting a number one seed probably not happening. Yeah. They'll probably yeah. have to win their tournament more than likely to even have a shot. Yeah, well, and, yeah, and then they would probably have to beat Illinois or Michigan in that run, right? Right. To, to get there, maybe both, <laughs> or even both of them, maybe. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be on the selection committee this year. They have got a lot of big programs that really shouldn't be in the tournament, but some of them are going to get in because they almost—I won't say they have to put them in there, but they really, really want to put them in there. You know, somebody made the argument for me of uh, of Gonzaga. We talked about Tim last week on the show about Gonzaga um, Gonzaga playing a better schedule than we thought, but at the same time, we also look at it and Gonzaga's schedule they're they're tough games. And I want to shout out to Coach Hatcher, who's a, a listener of the show. Who, who pointed this out to me the other day. Um, Gonzaga plays all their close, all their tough games, all their non-conference uh, hard games at the beginning of the season, November and December. And I hadn't thought about that, but he's right. All their 
they're really tough games. All the all the the real battles that they have are early in the season, and then as it gets closer and closer to tournament time, it's kind of soft. And I know you can argue, okay, well that's a lot of their conference, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you're going to be a number one overall seed if you're Gonzaga. Is it really worth it to be that number one overall seed, especially this year? I mean. Normally, the number one overall seed gets some kind of preferential treatment in terms of where they have to play. Everything's being played now in Indiana. So, I guess that soft schedule, does that really help at this point, even if you are the overall number one? Uh, well, you would think with uh, seeding and the teams that they're going to play maybe in the first couple of games, it would uh, help. And then, but. Uh, as you say, uh, like if they played West Virginia early on, you know, then they're, they're not necessarily hiding from anyone, you know. But it's just, it's just like you say, it's the truth. That's how it is. It's, they are playing the better teams early, and they're not really getting tested down the stretch. And perhaps that's why they, you know, they've been getting getting beat. Although they made the finals there one year, I think North Carolina beat them. But uh, yeah, they've they, never Gonzaga. You know, as many years as they've uh, been in the tournament. And as many years as they do well, never won, never won a championship. And, you know, it's always, I mean, the law of averages, will this be their year? That's probably their best chance. This uh, year may be their best chance, honestly. Um, there's going to be some I, games in the tournament that they're going to, they're, they'll, they'll be battle tested just because of what, that very reason that you were saying that, uh, that their schedule's kind of been soft down the stretch because they haven't played any, you know, difficult like a, you know, a top ten team here and there. I don't. I mean, I can't remember the when. I mean, on their schedule, have they? When's the last time they played a top ten team? Oh God, so, uh, we look. We looked at the schedule uh, not too long ago, and it, it's honestly, you know, they they did play. You know, uh, you know what? Screw it. Let's just well, pull okay. it up. Let's they, pull it up they've again. Got, they've got wins over Kansas. They do rank. West Virginia, who was ranked. Iowa, who was ranked. Uh, University of uh, UVA, who was yep. ranked at the time. Yeah, they were six. Um, that's the last ranked team they played. Then that they, was the day after Christmas. Yeah, then their schedule gets a little wonky. But I mean, we would we could argue. And I you know you know know my dislike of Duke, but they do that too, where they they pad their schedule with games that they should win. I mean, Gonzaga hasn't lost a single game, so say what you want. I mean, are they the powerhouse of all powerhouses? I guess we'll find well, out. Yeah, I'm not trying to, to knock Gonzaga. If no, I'm just I'm saying. just saying. I mean, there are are they? You know, 24 and 0 is 24 and 0. Yeah, and, and um, that that West Virginia game, I'm going to put an asterisk beside of it because that was taken on short term notice. Uh, Gonzaga was supposed to play Tennessee, not West Virginia, but they did beat West Virginia. I mean, they were supposed to play. uh, They were supposed to play Baylor, and that game got canceled. That probably would have been a truer indication, because that might have given them a loss, like in Week Four. But that game never happened. So, and Baylor's pretty good. So, one thing I've learned about Baylor, and this is from past experiences, never bet too much on Baylor in the NCAA tournament. Ever, (laughs) never, ever. They will break your heart. They will break this year is going to be interesting because the 
some of the things that we like to complain, or I shouldn't say we, that I like to complain about, about, you know, why are teams who are in the East playing in the West bracket and having to travel and other teams are going 20 feet. None of that's really going to happen. Everybody's going to have lots of time to get to where they got to go. And they're all going to be in the same boat pretty much. So everybody's going to Indiana. Uh, now another question is, does that, um, does that help some teams and hurt other teams? Does that hurt a Gonzaga? Does that hurt, you know, does that hurt teams that have to travel from far away? Whereas you're, you know, let's say Illinois, they're not traveling too far. Every game's not far. Michigan, not too far. Purdue, it's in their backyard. I mean, does that hurt? Does that help? Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I wouldn't think it would hurt for sure, especially your big 10 schools. And I'm not, yeah. Notre Dame might make it. Uh, are they? I'm not sure on them, but I mean, you know, you're probably the comfortable level is going to be a, probably a lot better for them, just like they used to uh, say if UCLA played all their games out in California. I mean, you don't have to go until the Final Four. You don't have to travel far. Or, or how Duke, North Carolina used to have Charlotte. You know, uh, I would think that would have helped, but as you say, you know, how how long uh, is Gonzaga, are they going to, is COVID going to be a problem? Is uh, Gonzaga going to come, are they going to travel like a week before, or uh, well, you don't, days, or, you, you or don't be two days. You but. don't have a lot of time, really. That's the problem. Yeah. The yeah. only good thing is, while you're there, it's you're, you're close already. Uh, in terms of like, okay, we're gonna be here the entire time. We're not gonna have to travel here, play two games, then pack up, travel again. So they're limiting exposure there, and obviously, we've seen that the you know the NBA bubble did a nice job. Um, even back to the TBT that Tim and I actually followed really close this, uh, this season, heard that baby coming back this year, our boys were pulling for him. Um, but they, uh, you know, we followed the TBT pretty close this past year. And I think, um, I think that's something that you can, you can look at there is how they handled, how everything was handled in the bubble, how everything is handled with testing and things like that. So again, we went over all the places that we're going to get games at. Um, I don't know, Jeff. I don't know if Jeff, you heard that, but uh, well, we we can go over that again. Tim, is that okay? I mean, yeah. I mean, again, it's going to be a benefit to some teams and a detriment to others. But then that happens every year, regardless of where they have it. All right. So There's... again, uh, six venues for the NCAA tournament in the Indianapolis area. Banker's Life Fieldhouse, which is the home of the Indiana Pacers. Hinkle Fieldhouse, which is Butler's uh, building. Indiana Farmers Coliseum, home of IUPUI. Uh, yes. Jeff, what was your name for IUPUI? Ooey Pooey. Ooey Pooey, yeah. <laughs> Mackey Arena, home of Purdue. Assembly Hall, home of Indiana. And Lucas Oil Stadium, which has two courts and is home of the Colts. It says here, Lucas Oil Stadium will not have two games scheduled simultaneously. It will have two courts set up to allow games slated to be played in that venue to fluid, fluidly be scheduled against each other without overlap. So, And they've also acquired uh, Ball State is reserved as an emergency venue as well in case they need it. And the national championship game will be on April 5th, the final four, April 3rd. So, 
That's the the buildings that they have secured. 67 games all in those locations and that's going to be your tournament. Now, you know, we talk about all the all the places that they could do this. I talked with um one of our experts that came on the on the show not too long ago, uh Scott Agnes, who's from Indianapolis. He covers the Pacers. He's a great guy and uh you know, really knows his stuff. He says that it is built to handle this. It's perfect. Uh for this. That the Indianapolis area, everything you can con- contribute to every building via a walkway you don't have to go outside everything's kind of connected it's all in the same general vicinity um especially with like hotels and stuff he goes this area is perfect for the nba or for excuse me the ncaa tournament your thoughts jeff oh i mean those guys i mean i guess indiana is considered the uh basketball capital of the United States. Uh, Supposedly, yes. Um, you know, if you ever watched the movie Hoosiers, uh, it's a great movie, and it's all you need Gene to know. Really. Yeah, Gene Hackman. Yeah, Picket fence, picket fence. Uh, Jimmy <laughs> Chitwood, I think he only missed one shot during the whole, uh, or maybe one or two shots during the whole movie. But, uh, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's, it's a kind of in the middle of the country, kind of, I guess you could say. Uh and yeah i mean look at look at the places where uh, all right if you could have it somewhere else okay california probably not a good spot right now florida probably not a good spot right now texas texas sure sure hell ain't a good spot right now texas texas and new york probably not good spots uh ohio somewhere in pennsylvania anywhere the carolinas none of them really that good of spots either uh, Indiana's probably of the bigger states in a basketball state to boot. Probably the best place they could have it. <laughs> the Canadian said to boot. <laughs> to boot. <laughs> Sorry. I, I couldn't pass that up. All right. Canadian, we do say to boot. We don't say a boot. Yeah. Here's Stop the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. We don't say a boot. You know, you think you're funny, don't you? Well, yeah. I think it makes sense to have it there. I mean, just all the things he lined up there, just it just makes sense. And uh, I'm sure all uh, that many f- stadiums or, you know, gyms, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then all the uh, accommodations there, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of your better hotels. Oh, and- well, not, 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 don't forget either that they also had to be will. you know, we're talking about spots that could have had it. The place had to be willing to have it too. You're right. And again, a government had a gov- state government probably had to sign on board. Oh, you to know, have... there's a pretty penny there going to you know the government in, in Indiana. Probably, but they still had to agree to it. Like I imagine a place like no knock on California, but I don't imagine state of California would probably would have allowed them to play it there, even if they don't wanted to. May the state of Indiana have the opportunity to, to host the whole NCAA basketball tournament? You know, they're not going to say no. No. I mean, I think they could have done it in, you know, they could have had one site in Shinston. They could have had a second <laughs> one in Beckley. You know, they probably hey, could have. They the, could Beckley have Ar- the, the Beckley Armory has seen some amazing basketball. I don't games. doubt it. I mean, they could have, you know, they could have held the, what, uh, 
I guess it would would it be Southwest? They could have held that down in man. You know, there was a <laughs> there was there was ways to pull this off in the state of West Virginia. Okay, listen, I love I love man. They're great people down there, but man, that there is no gym big enough for anything in man. Gotta play it outside. Oh, they would have had to. Logan Memorial Fieldhouse could have held a nice crowd, though. I think the capacity for for that is uh, twenty seven hundred. You know, pre pandemic, obviously. Well, you could have you could have played games at uh, WVU. You could have played games at Marshall. I mean, there was there you could have done it if you. I mean, if they would have come and said the only place we can have it is West Virginia. They could have made that happen if they wanted to. Yeah, could have done it in Morgantown. Could have done it in Huntington, yeah. uh, the Coliseum in Charleston. You know, the Civic Center, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Ed, you know, Bo- Ed Bogus Memorial Arena. Ed Bogus Memorial Arena, okay, located <laughs> in the in the heart of downtown Shinston. Yeah, right next to the bait and tackle shop and the hair care salon, which are actually in the same building. Uh, but anyway. Used to be where the Target was, Nate. The Target, <laughs> right next to the Camart. Right next to the Camart, yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> let's look at a couple of teams that have already punched their ticket here to March Madness. Uh, Liberty, twenty-three and five. Liberty from the Atlantic Sun is on their way to the the tournament. The Big South winners, Winthrop. They always seem to kind of sneak in, it feels like, does Winthrop. 23-1, and one, they get into the tournament. You don't uh, want to see Winthrop like if you, as a number like 14 seed? That's what I was telling Nathan uh, <laughs> earlier. I said, I, I'd hate to see WVU have to play them because if you watch them, they, they're pretty – I mean, they're good. And uh, they could – and, you know, one of those teams like Liberty or Winthrop with how close the competition right now is and – College basketball, there's not like a real dominant team, but they can make a big run. So the, the, the only big gap is probably to the number one seeds. And after that, I'd say it's a pretty open field this year, regardless of what ranking you are. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, you, uh, Jeff was telling me about Winthrop and how they had uh, well, they, they had a guy that had transferred there and was playing from their Ten- big guy. From Tennessee, he was a big guy. I can't remember his name, but uh, – I've watched him a few games, and he's very skilled, and he was a, a dominant force. He looks like uh, the size, of, almost the size of Shaq, but just a little, uh, not not with the height, but he's definitely a force to be reckoned with. So how do you feel? My, the bracket I'm looking at right now uh, at on the NCAA page, they, I don't know who does their bracket for them, but they have tentatively got West Virginia playing Western Kentucky in the first game. West Virginia did beat Western Kentucky earlier in the year. However, Western, however, Western Kentucky is no slouch. And then they've got them. If they, if they won that, they would have to play the winner of USC versus Michigan State or Colorado State, whoever wins that play-in game. Again, a lot can change. So. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying that's that's what they're going with right now. So uh, Another another team that has punched their ticket we talked about earlier, Loyola, Chicago, 24-4. and They win the Missouri Valley Conference. Here's one that uh, Tim and I are both big fans of. Ohio Valley, your winners of the conference, Moorhead State. <laughs> yeah, can't can't bet against Moorhead. Never bet, never be against Moorhead, folks. Never. Phil, but, uh, Phil, Phil Sims alum. Did he go to Moorhead State? I didn't know that. Sure did. Ah, shows what I know. Go to Moorhead State, even a loss is a win. 
That's all I got to say about that. Good Lord. Um, anyway. How do you, okay, like in all seriousness, no. how do you tell your, like, is that just one of those things where we're being juvenile, obviously? Yes, yes 100% we are. Because I'm sorry, but I just can't picture myself telling my parents that, yes, I would like $25,000 so I can attend Moorhead State. I'm not mistaken. It's it's located in Moorhead, Kentucky. <laughs> That's a good thing they actually put state in there. Can you imagine? I go to Moorhead. Yeah. Or, oh, Kenneth Farid, also a... Uh, uh, I want to go to Moorhead. A Moorhead... Uh, Alumni Chuck Woolery, a, a notable <laughs> alumni of Moorhead. But yeah. no, yeah, I mean that's in it's in Kentucky. It's the uh, Ohio Valley Conference. I mean, that's not that far, I don't believe, from where I'm at. They're actually uh, they're not half bad. No, they're not. Yeah, Moorhead's not far. Yeah, it's in between Lexington and uh, actually in between Lexington and Huntington. So not not really not that far. I think it's off inter- uh, to get to it. You get, get off uh, Interstate 64, I believe. Yeah, you got a yeah. You get off 64, and uh, it's like you take. Please don't be Road 69. Please don't be Road 69. <laughs> uh, Royal Route 60. Uh, but it's just past, it's past Grayson, so it's over in that area. I've never been there, believe it or not. You poor guy. You don't know what you're missing. I need to learn. But yeah, the uh... <laughs> Oh lord. All right, anyway, but those are some of the automatic bids that have been punched. Now, guys, let's let's shift shift it up here and talk about you know, who do, do any of you all see a favorite? Is there anybody that stands out to you and you say, "You know what? That's the team I think is is going to go on a big run." Uh let's Jeff, let's we'll start with Tim. Tim, is there a team out there that you're looking at saying I I got to go with Gonzaga. I mean, Michigan showed some weakness the other day when they got pounded by Illinois. Uh Baylor's lost once this year and barely like did took everything they had and then some to beat West Virginia. I don't I don't know if I've seen a team where it's like oh my like those guys I don't know who's going to beat them. I haven't really seen Gonzaga play much because they haven't played anybody ranked, so it's never on television, or at least up here anyway. So, uh, I, I Gonzaga, and after that, I don't know that I got one. Jeff, anybody that you're seeing that maybe could go on a nice run here? Early in the year, I, you know, I would say Gonzaga too, as we've talked about earlier. It's you don't know now with uh, with their scheduling, and but. Uh, I, until the Illinois game the other day, I thought Michigan was the most complete team I had watched. Now, you know, that could be for them, okay, they lost to a potential one seed. Not not too big of a deal, even though it's a loss late in the year. However, it could be exactly what they need, a wake-up call. So I kind of think they're going to go far. I really do, even though, I mean, Howard's, I don't, know, I don't know how many years he's been coaching now. Not too long, I'm not, I know. But uh, I think uh, with them, I think they could make a deep run in it. 
I think Jeff is absolutely right. What astute, <laughs> God, what, a, what astute commentary. Uh, he's never wrong, and he's not wrong about that either. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, he's a big Michigan homer. You know, yeah. How the hell am I a Michigan homer? Explain <laughs> that one. You're closer to Michigan than you are West Virginia, so you're Michigan homer. Uh, I think you probably well, it can't be by much. Anyway, anyhow, technically <laughs> um, the Big Ten, all those teams could make. You know, you could. Oh yeah. One, one of those things where you could see big tw- a lot of Big Twelve teams in there, or you could see some Big Ten teams. You just you know with you know you could I, see Illinois, and Michigan, possibly. Here's here's a better I think question. Ohio State's uh, overrated myself, but which which one of those big Top four, top six, maybe even top eight teams. Which one is going to get knocked out in the first round? Because it's going to happen. Somebody's going. Somebody in the one or two seeds is going to lose. Uh, if, if Buckeyes get a two seed, I could see them. Uh, they've lost some down the stretch here, and kind of be, their weaknesses has kind of been exposed in some of the. So I, I think it's a possibility that uh, they could go out. Now, now me saying that, watch them win the. Uh, the They'll win the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So. I I always get really nervous about West Virginia. Um, I've said it before. There's times where they look like the best team in the country and look like world beaters and they're dominant. And then there's times like they had against Oklahoma State the other night where they look disinterested. And West Virginia could be a team that gets in the first round if they get a little too overconfident. Bob Huggins is not going to get overconfident, but the players may. And I think they could they could easily lose in the first round. Well, you could see something weird, like Lord forbid it doesn't happen. But okay, let's say Duke wins their tournament, and they get in, and they get in as like I mean they're only going to get in even if they win as like a thirteen or a fourteen probably. That could be a tough out for a three. They'd automatically give Duke a, a two seed. <laughs> You're probably not, there's probably some obscure NCAA rule. Yeah, that it's in Shashevsky's contract. They have to be at least a two, no matter what. Well, is it odd? I mean, okay, I know I don't like him, so I have some rose-colored glasses when it comes to Duke. But am I am I wrong in thinking? Okay, they're eleven and eleven. Make a wish. And they're still talking about. Well, they're on the bubble still, and I'm like, no. The only way they get in the tournament is if they get the automatic bid. I don't care if they win two more games. That thirteen and eleven team is going to make the the tournament. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I don't see them getting in, and they they've really like I think they're nit bound. And um, it's just funny because every week it's they had three games left. Well, if they if they lose to Georgia Tech, they won't get in. I think they won that game. Well, they've got to beat. Uh, I can't even remember who they played. Before and then they lost to North Carolina and they were very disinterested yesterday. And so they keep on losing and yet it's just they're still on the bubble and it's like <laughs> at what point are they not on the bubble anymore? Right, right. We we gotta keep the Cameron crazies hopeful, you know. Well they are yeah, they are one of those teams where I would say that NCAA really would like them to be in there. Oh yeah, no doubt. Them and UK both. Oh yeah. yeah. They're, they're hurting with both of them out. I mean, they're going to have enough trouble. They got to figure out a way to get North Carolina in there. 
I mean, they. I, prob- Car- I think Carolina deserves to be in. They'll probably sneak in, but they're not going to be. They might be what a, a nine or a ten. Nine. I'd say about a nine or a ten. I'd say probably a nine would be a good Carolina spot. Unless they have a really nice run in the in the conference tournament, then maybe they get up a little higher, possibly, or if they win it, let's say. I'll tell you this: a, a, a team that could sneak past you. You know, depending on on what they do, it's hard for me to look at them and say, you know, I don't think they're going to win the tournament. But if they get on a roll, they they could be very, very tough to stop. And that's Alabama. They are very streaky. If they get hot, they are going to be a handful for teams in this tournament. Another team, I mean, after what I saw, man, it's hard for me to deny that Illinois is legit. And I'd be the first person to tell you that I'm not a big fan of the Illini, but man, they looked legit the other day against Michigan. They did, and yet they've got, I mean, they lost to Rutgers. They did. Rutgers is going to make it. Yeah, Rutgers is going to get in. Yeah, but they lost to Rutgers. They're sneaking in. Yeah, they lost to Baylor, which, all right, fine. Uh, Missouri, that's not a attractive loss uh rutgers maryland ohio state and michigan state i mean those aren't really bad losses so I mean, so michigan there's no State's horrific not great but you know i think michigan state turned it on maybe a little too late in the season they seem to kind of get their heads out of their ass but well they're uh they're giving uh, michigan everything they can handle in some right now so Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, well, you throw, throw records out the window during games like that. Yeah, they, there's just a, such an intense dislike there. That... How about Oklahoma State? I mean, I think that if they get everybody back healthy, that they could, in one another one of those teams like Iowa State there a few years ago, they could yeah. go on a big run and win it or they could fizzle out in the first round. Here's my worry about the Big 12, and I, and I say this every year, and every year it always seems to ring true. The Big 12 is, you know, to me, the best basketball conference in the game today. I mean, you can look at the top 25 and just start picking out Big 12 teams. Baylor, West Virginia, Kansas, Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. These are all Big 12 schools, and they're all in the top 25. Here's the biggest issue with them. If you ever watch a Big 12 game, there's a lot of no calls. A lot of a lot of let them play, a lot of physical play. Very tough division to play in. They beat each other to death during the season every year. When they get into the tournament, the you know the Big Twelve officials aren't there. At you know it's a for for the game. Depending, obviously, they're going to rotate officiating crews, but the Big Twelve officials more so let things go. You get a Big Ten officiating crew or an ACC officiating crew, it don't work that way in those conferences. They're more, you know, oh, that's a little, that's a foul. Well, that's a foul. Whereas Big 12 normally wouldn't be a foul. It's more of a, as I call them, ticky-tack, more ticky-tack calls. The Big 12 get into foul trouble quite a bit in the tournament, and that usually hurts them. And I feel that's going to be another issue this year. We could see, I could easily very easily see it. A Texas, an Oklahoma, a Kansas, any of those. I, I said West Virginia earlier. I think West Virginia will be a high enough seed to where they can sneak out of the first couple of rounds and then kind of refocus. But 
you could easily see one of those teams getting bounced in the first round. I mean, one of them may end up a five seed, a four seed, and, and get upset because of, of that very fact right there. But, you know, Jeff, you make a good point. Oklahoma State, they have got hot at the right time. Look at all the teams that they, they're they beating. You know, they're winning big games. They're they're really playing well. They beat West Virginia and Morgantown without Cade Cunningham. Um, their Boone stepped up big for them in that one. They are really playing good basketball right now, um, and that matters. Now, again, the conference tournament is right around the corner, and that's going to be a different story. So we'll have to wait and see how everything goes. But And remember Texas Tech, they went on a run a couple years ago. But um, again, it's one of those double-edged swords. The Big 12 is a uh, – there's usually one or two that go on a nice run, but the rest of them seem to kind of fizzle out early. Yeah, I, I believe Tech lost to, to Virginia in the yeah, finals. Yeah, they but, did. Uh, like you say, you know, I just, you know, I don't, I know we talked about geographics of where the games were going to be at, but I got a feeling you might, uh, some of the teams this year, you may be right, but I think a lot of the teams in the Big 12 will make a make a good run. Uh, I mean, and they, they very well might. I mean, this is just, I'm going on based on years past of what right, I've seen. Right, right. You know, Baylor, and this is something we didn't bring up, Baylor, they had they missed three weeks of action with their injuries. Is it possible that that could have been the, or not injuries, I should say, but COVID, but is it possible that that may be the best thing that could have happened to them? Getting that break and getting that rest before, right, and come back and playing a handful of games just to get, tournament ready and get your legs back under you. And now you're kind of rested and relaxed and you're heading into the conference tournament. You didn't have to play West Virginia twice. You had games canceled, uh, you know, and now you go into conference tournament play. Everybody else is exhausted. You're rested. You didn't play for three weeks. Could that be a, a factor? Uh, I don't think it's, I mean, obviously possible. Yeah. yeah. What do, you, what do you think their their record would have been like? They didn't. They missed playing Gonzaga, yeah. te- Texas, uh, West Virginia twice, uh, Ohio State, Texas Tech. Like they they, <laughs> they danced around uh, just about <laughs> a whole lot of real tough games. Yeah, absolutely, they did. Mind I mean, you, they also played a lot of. I mean, their last four games have all been against top 20 opponents. Yeah. So, so again, maybe that three weeks off was good for them. Well, was that good for Michigan then, too? Because they I missed mean, a couple, they missed a couple of weeks. Well, I don't know. I mean, they missed a couple of weeks. So, I mean, I'm not saying that it is for sure, but Baylor seemed that their time off kind of came at the right time, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing. I don't think anybody's going to argue that two or three weeks off in the middle of the season probably is helpful. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, missing three weeks right at the end and then having to go to the tournament, not having played for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, but Baylor was able to get back and actually get some games in to get their legs back under them, which is big, in my opinion. Um, you know, we've talked about a lot of teams – you know, it's one thing we're we're still lacking, and we don't talk about not a lot of West Coast teams. It's because they, it's yeah. they suck. That's the only team that's. I mean, uh, you have Colorado and you know 
I believe Colorado State's on the bubble, but uh, uh, San Diego State is a top twenty-five team. In Colorado, yeah, Colorado, but uh, you know, not a lot of, not a lot. Uh, USC is probably going to get in. I can see that. Um, They'll get in. Oregon. Oregon, Oregon might get in, and then after that, it's getting pretty. Like UC Santa Barbara, I mean, they're probably going to get in, but you know, not not a lot of love for UCLA. Unless I mean, there's some conference, uh, unless there's some conference winning slots there that to be had by a West Coast team, there's not going to be a lot of West Coast teams in it. USC, I think they may get in, and uh, look out for Oregon. They're well coached. So they could make a. I could see them make a make like a run to the lead. Oh, eight. USC's going to get in. They're still. Uh, they're not in the AP top twenty-five, but they're twenty-fourth in the coaches' poll, so they're probably going to get in. Same with Oregon; they're twenty-fifth, so they'll probably get in too. Yeah, yeah. They got uh, to get a little love from the West Coast. If it's all East Coast teams, nobody, you know, they want to make sure they cover the TV, yeah, those... TV bases a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, you know, a couple other teams here that that I've seen: Wichita State. Uh, could possibly sneak in there. Uh, St. Bonaventure. I mean, there's another there's another bracket buster team that you, you see sneak in every now and again that, that'll just absolutely destroy you. We talked about them a couple weeks ago, Tim. Uh, Florida, not a lot of SEC love this year, really. I mean, your top-ranked SEC schools, Alabama, Arkansas. After that, that's it's really slim. Pickings. I mean, are, are we going to count Gonzaga as a West Coast team? I guess technically you could. I mean, if you're counting, it's Colorado, closer to the West Coast than the East Coast. Yeah, I mean, what about uh, what about BYU? That not really. Uh, probably. I mean, sort of. I guess you could say yeah, that. I mean, they're kind of West. They're not West Coast, but they're right. kind of West. So yeah. I mean, those two. two I mean, Gonzaga's getting in for sure, and uh, bringing oh, yeah. it. I mean, BYU's 19 and 5, so. Oh, they're going to get in. BYU. So I would think, yeah, I think they'd get in. So there's maybe a few more. They're not the traditional ones. We're so used to, you know, USC, UCLA, that sort of thing. But should we be anymore? That's no, we're. That, that's time is coming down. When is, uh, let's be honest here, when was the last time UCLA was really relevant? When it, Kevin, it, Kevin it, Love was still on the team? In yeah. any sports. I'll argue that too. I mean, in any sport, when has well, UCLA been relevant? Uh, football, they haven't been really relevant uh, in a while. So. No. Who uh, was the last that, great player to come out of UCLA? It's not the. That used to be the Westbrook? hot spot to go to, you know, California and the West Coast and the weather and all that stuff. And it isn't anymore. Like the last USC basketball player that I could name was OJ Mayo, and that's only because he played at Huntington High. Right. And I guess for UCLA would be probably Russell Westbrook, wouldn't you think? That's the. Well, they had one of the Holiday Brothers came Yeah, out. that's right. Yeah, Dre. Dre Justin maybe. or. Is Aaron. Aaron Holiday. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm actually going to look this up right now. Current UCLA players in the NBA. Uh, I'm looking this up. Hey, I mean, you would. All right. So you would have. Kyle back Anderson. Here, here's UCLA players Kyle Anderson, Trevor Ariza. I guess technically Lonzo Ball played at UCLA. So yeah. uh, Moses Brown, Aaron Holiday, Drew Holiday, yeah. Zach Levine, Kevon Looney, Kevin Love, Norman Powell, and Russell Westbrook. 
Those are the only UCLA players that were in the league. Uh, and this article was this past, this is this season. So, 11. Well, we had a few in there, but. Well, I mean, but yeah, but you could you could start an all star team with what Kentucky's put in the league. I mean, yeah, think they, about that. How about Arizona? Are they are they on the bubble or are they even? Cause you they're um, they were in there. But. They're seventeen and nine. So, but that's only good for fifth in the Pac twelve. So, Arizona's another bracket team that like they 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 always feel like they get like a one or a two seed and then they get disappointed in in the second yeah. game of the tournament. We'll see what they got to say about on bracketology about the Pac-10. See what they Pac-12, Pac-10, or Pac-12. Sorry, well, that's made tomato. I mean, it's hard to. Yeah, um... The only thing that hurts me this time of year, guys, is you know I, I love getting into bracketology and I love getting into March Madness, but man, do I miss the Big East tournament in Madison Square Garden. Oh, oh it was a good tournament. Oh man, the Big East tournament was must see TV. Such a homer. Call it what you will, it's the best damn tournament every year. There's how you use that word properly, Homer. See that? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, I got Syracuse. That. Who was it? Syracuse and what other team was that that went to like uh, six overtimes? Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, wasn't it UConn? No, I've been. Okay. I remember coming home from playing pickup ball and watching that game, and like at two o'clock in the morning, it was still going. <laughs> I was like. And the guys were, like, trying to lay. They couldn't dunk the ball anymore. They were so tired. You're talking, like, guys that are 6'7", six, 6'6", six, six athletes, and they're not able to dunk the ball because their legs are gone. And then they had to play the next day. Right, and yeah, that was a marathon. Yeah. And did, they, and did they lose? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure they did. I'm almost certain they did. I think it was UConn. Okay, they've got a bracketology is uh, from our good friends at The Athletic. Uh, have hello. got have got Colorado, USC, and Oregon as locks, and UCLA will probably get in. They're actually seventeen and seven this year, so they're not horrible. Yeah, that's not terrible. Um, but that's it. They don't. They said if they've had, that's they're getting four at best. So, yeah, Syracuse. It was UConn. Syracuse beat UConn that year, six overtimes, and it is considered the greatest basketball college basketball game ever played. You know another another team that's really fallen right off the radar of college basketball since I've kind of been a fan is Indiana. What happened to Indiana? Yeah, they were good a couple years ago. Uh and they just kind of I don't know. After they got they had uh, Tom Crean, I think that was the Harbaugh Harbaugh's uh, brother-in-law. He was at Marquette for a little while when he had Dwayne Wade, but then he went there and uh he had some pretty good teams, but they, I think they end up firing him because he, he wasn't meeting the expectations. But ever since then, they have, they've, you know, they haven't even got any better, much better. You know, they had the, uh, what was it? The, uh, the Zellers came out of there. That was the year, the, the year they really turned it up was, uh, I think Victor Oladipo. They, they had Oladipo there. Uh, yeah, hard... So I mean, other than that, and, and UConn, they haven't, they've kind of fell off too. So yeah, UConn's not really been, uh, not really been yeah. tearing it up lately. Georgetown used to be another one. Yeah, all those Big East teams like Georgetown. I remember uh, Ray Allen Iverson going to 
against each other in the finals that year. Oh, yeah. So Mark, some... Marquette used to be another one that uh, you could always count on in, in you know, that time of year. It's been a lot of, been a lot of talk about their, the whole one-and-done thing is really hurting a lot of the big schools. I mean, yeah, they get to replace their one-and-dones quite often. But, like, Duke, is it's happening to them. It's happening to Kentucky. It happened a little bit to North Carolina where their they're best players, they just never stay. Right. And they're gone. And sometimes trying to – it's not that the kids individually aren't good. It's just as a team they're not so good sometimes. Yeah. I agree. Well, I mean – I mean, Go ahead. They're not, getting, they're not. I mean, these teams aren't getting to play together for a while. They're not getting to jail. They're not getting, like uh, Tim said. You know, like K- Kentucky is a great example. And Duke, uh, one year and like that team that had the year in Fox for with UK. You know, they yeah they they had the talent. They should have probably won the championship. They stay another year or two and not go to the NBA. They probably do win a couple, maybe. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I think that's a that's a big thing. They're just and you know. Duke, your you know your Dukes of the '80s and '90s, all those players stayed four years. And look what happened. Usually they were in the Final Four. Now he's starting to get these guys that's uh, one and done, and uh, you know they're upset prone and they're not playing as well. And just like their 2010 team, about all those guys stayed there a long time, and they were all at Shire and Singler. They were there four years, and they end up winning. Jeez, I feel like Singler. Years. I feel like Singler played for for them for ten years. It seems like it. Oh my God! Well, are yeah. we... Perry Go Ellis, Perry Ellis. I want, I want it checked. I don't know how many years Perry Ellis played for Kansas, but I swear to you, it felt like forty. Same I amount swear... of years that he was in grade one, seven. Yeah, <laughs> swear. Perry Ellis played more years at Dagon Kansas than I can remember. Because I remember turning yeah. it on one year, going, "Well, at least Perry Ellis doesn't play for him anymore," and I see him warming up, and I'm like, "Son of a bitch! How long is this guy going to be in college?" It's like Aaron Baines at Pittsburgh. Uh, did you think uh, college basketball is on the cusp of what happened in college football, where a lot of the really good coaches or revered coaches or whatever words you want to use are all getting really old and the time is coming where they're all going to have to start getting shoved out and the programs are going to, and you're going to see a bit of a shift in who uh, becomes the powerhouses. You may see that. I mean, Roy Williams has been at North Carolina. Jeff, you'd probably be able to tell me how long. Uh, He's been there since 2000, the 2003, 2004 year, because he went there after Kansas lost Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah, but, then, he's been a, but he's been a coach for how long? 40 years? He, he's been a head coach he's, since Kansas, like 89-90 season maybe. Okay, so still almost 30 you years. You know, Krzyzewski is reaching the end of his rope. There's just a lot of guys that in I a mean, lot of Huggins, Huggins is going for his 900th win. I mean, he's been a head coach for a while. and Actually, I think Roy Williams, they said the other day, I believe he got his – he was the quickest ever to get to 900 wins. I yeah. Believe. I could believe that. Now it's and again, I'm not throwing any shade at the coaches. I'm just we all know that the older you get, the more the less in touch you are with those young guys. I mean, and there's been a lot of reports again at Duke, particularly, is one of them where, you know, okay, Mike Shashevsky's a crotchety old dude, and those young guys they don't want to hear that anymore. It doesn't 
that that way of coaching doesn't really work very well anymore. It's not appealing. And it's a shame too, <laughs> in a way. It's going going that way, but uh, it is. Well, um, you know, John Calipari, he's doing investigation eventually. So we'll see, you know, he probably won't be there much longer. People can say what they want about uh, Bobby Knight, but more, I mean, you never heard of any, like, shadiness of, like, in the program. <laughs> well, he never cheated. He just beat the hell out of a few yeah, people, I mean, but he never cheated. That, right, well, I think that's what I'm saying. It's just, that's what, like, Tim's saying. They're not used to, of course, Krzyzewski is uh understudy of uh, Knight, where he played before him at West Point, but... Uh, I'm just saying, you know. What about uh, what about everyone's hero, Rick Pitino? Well, I mean, Louisville had to vacate their championship. Oh uh, well. Uh, you, you know what? Screw that stuff. We all know who won. I mean, <sighs> right? I mean, I, I agree. I, I, I always, I still consider them, uh, and I think there's going to be one day, Nathan and Tim, that you know, Louisville they'll go back and say, yeah, you're, you're, you won that year or whatever. I don't know when, but I think at some point that's going to happen. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't get it. Like just, Michigan's oh, Fab yeah. Five, they had to, they made them, I don't know about them now, maybe Louisville, but Michigan's Fab Five team, they had to take their Final Four banners down. Oh, God. I well, find then, all. Then I who find called all the timeout? Yeah. <laughs> who called the timeout then? <laughs> you want to talk about that timeout? Yeah, that what, in fact, out. I don't think any timeout was actually called. I, I believe that was. Uh, now, there was a walk before that that probably should have been called. Yeah, but, <laughs> but they, definite, that definite, timeout, they missed a walk. Um, I'm going to go with some white privilege on the part of the referee on that timeout. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we've been at it an hour, so I, I think that's a good place to stop. Our little preview of what's coming up and kind of our insight and what we're thinking right now. And again, everything we're saying right now could completely change after, after selection. Well, it's been it, Cause you know, right, right now there's a couple of games on Baylor is just beating the unholy stuffings out of Texas tech. Oh God. Yeah. It, it's, it's ugly. Apparently from what I just read, uh, one of their players, I think it's page, uh, is, uh, 10 of 11 from three today. Wow. And uh, and Michigan State is actually up by six over Michigan. There's still nine minutes left in that one, but so Michigan has got their hands full. They're looking at a at a at a at an L. Well, it's this time of year when Sparty starts coming out of the woodworks. I mean, that's usually how that's a Tommy Izzo team. And first rule of betting on Michigan State in the tournament: if they're above a three seed, if they're a one or a two, oh, have them out before the Sweet Sixteen. If they're below a three or a four, if they get in like a, anywhere between five and seven, you can have them in the final four because they're probably going to be there. So there you go. I've got, uh, I've got. I mean, my tell money. me I'm wrong, Jeff. I mean, uh, <laughs> I've like got my money go, on uh, on uh, Shinston Agricultural and Mechanical. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to be held accountable for our, some of our comments of teams like you know some of the Buc- Buckeye fans might have heard and. Uh, but I just think they're prone to maybe get upset, but we'll see. Well, you, you can do your talking. Let's let's get it out now, too. Anyone who thinks they're such an expert, uh, we invite you to fill out a bracket. Yes, let's see how, yes, the let's, wide men can't jump bracket pool. 
See how uh, smart you are. By the time you hear this, it will be a thing, and I'll announce it on the show Wednesday. We'll have it ready to now, go. Who is so. this? Uh, who is this much acclaimed coach you're talking about? Oh, coach Hatcher. He's a he's a he's a listener and a friend. And who does he coach? Uh, he doesn't coach anymore, but he used oh, to coach. Just... Coach Logan High School to a couple state titles. Oh, okay. Titles. So he's earned the moniker coach. Yes, he's two-time right. state champion. So okay, fair enough. All right, look, I better not talk any smack about him. Yes, he he, he know he'll find you. <laughs> All the way in Canada. I'll be in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a big Duke fan, Tim. I believe so. Oh well, then. Yeah, he is a Dukey. I forgot about that. Oh, okay, well now I, immediately we have a problem. <laughs> uh, we love you, Coach. But all right, guys, that'll do it for this week. We're going to uh, get ready for NCAA tournament. It's big fun, Jeff. Always good to have you on. Always. Glad I could be on and give some. How's that? Uh, uh, how's that NASCAR race coming, Jeff? Uh, who's who's in the lead? I believe Kyle Larson's in the lead. All right. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go Kyle. Only thing get uh, uh, Nate and I more excited is uh, two for one at Chick Fil A. Uh, True X is fourth, so you guys are looking good there. And awesome. According to this, yeah, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, Truex, Keselowski, and Blaney. Hey, I'll take Truex or uh, yeah, we or got Blaney. two. We got two up there then, so that's good. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that as we <laughs> as we discuss our betting habits. On I that. also <laughs> I, I also have got to throw out there, Nate. I have yeah. got to throw out there. Who is the footy king of the universe? The who? Footy. That's what they call soccer. So not to confuse you Americans who think it's football. That your football is the real football, oh, and it's you. not. You know. Yes, you. you. You're a wonderful man. Uh, you and your your. Uh, <laughs> I have bu- bullshit my way into a couple of soccer bets that panned out. Absolutely. Well, guys, okay. until next time, I'm going to hit the stop record button. <laughs> That's it. Another edition of Wide Ben Can't Jump. Not yet. Oh. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop funkos, vintage video game system, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say, Oh my God! Currently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Stay Classy Meats is your online meat market where you can get the best quality meat for competitive prices. Head on over to stayclassymeats.com and use the promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order. That's right, if you head to stayclassymeats.com, you can save 10% on your order with promo code WIDEMEN, but that's not all. Not only will Stay Classy Meats give you 10% off, they're also throwing in a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Make sure you get over to stayclassymeats.com right now to check out their selection. Whether it be pork, ribs, chicken, 
steak, bison, ribeye, or any other type of meat that you desire, you can get it at SteakClassyMeats.com. They are high quality meat that you will not want to miss out on. If you like to eat well and eat clean and eat some of the best quality product out there, Stay Classy Meats is for you. Again, head to StayClassyMeats.com right now. Thanks for listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at anchor.fm slash WMCJ. Check us out there and download our podcast directly from Anchor or subscribe on one of the many platforms where we're located, including iTunes, Spotify, and more. Thanks to our great sponsors for making this program possible, New Taylor & Associates at newlawoffice.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, located at facebook.com slash Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, Strip Cam Fun at stripcamfun.com, as well as Stay Classy Meats, located at stayclassymeats.com. Use our promo code WIDEMEN and save 10% on your order. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Sports Talk with Nate and Tim, and we hope you come back and join us again for our next episode at the same spot you found it last time. Thanks again to the wonderful Horseburner for providing our intro song, as well as all the other content they bring out. Check them out on YouTube, iTunes, Apple Music, and Spotify. Thanks again for listening to Wide Men Can't Jump. We hope to see you back next time. For Tim, this is Nate saying so long for now, and we'll see you again on the next edition of Wide Men Can't Jump.